The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. With the election over, with Cardinal Tobin preparing to move to Newark, and with the excuse I'm still a new and young priest valid with Father John, I feel that I can talk with you about a personal insight, a personal political insight that I've had over these last few months. Before I get started, I'm sure many, maybe most of you, are sick and tired of hearing and talking about politics. Some of you may be upset over what uh, the results of the, the election were. Some of you may be excited. I don't know where you stand on all of this, but I think this is important, and the Holy Spirit has goaded me into saying that this week. To start with, my own political background, if we want to call it such a thing, is I grew up in suburban St. Louis in a conservative Republican family in a conservative Republican neighborhood. My grandfather, to point, when he retired in 2000, at the age of 80, from his job as an accountant, had on his desk three pictures. His first wife, my grandmother, who died when I was a newborn, his second wife, who he was married to at the time, and Ronald Reagan. <laughs> he loved the Republican Party. But then I went to college in 2004, right before a presidential election, and most of my friends and most of the people on campus were more progressive, liberal, democratic. And I found myself kind of awash, not knowing where I was politically in relationship to myself, in relationship to my faith, and that election was a real struggle for me. And ever since then, every time there's an election, whether it be presidential, local, whatever, I have had this inner turmoil. I am abhorred by some of the positions that some of the parties take, in particular one, but at the same time, I struggle with the other parties as well. And so it's always been a kind of a difficult struggle for me to figure this out. But in the last few months, I've really been praying, Lord, help me. Help me understand what your will is in all of this. Help me to vote with a clear conscience. 
and all of this, and it was crystallizing in my brain, and it, it, it came into just absolute clarity when I went at 6 o'clock in the morning over to the place where we vote, and I was like the first person in line. I get my ballot, I walk in, and it just like hits me. I am a monarchist. <laughs> now, before you get carried away with that, here's what I want to tell you about my king. My king is flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, bone of my bone. My king is, as St. Paul so eloquently tells us today in the, first, or in the letter to the Colossians in the second reading, redeems us, forgives us, is the head of the body of the church, has brought peace to the world through his death on a cross. My king reigns from his throne, which is a cross. Not only that, but my king, unlike any other king in history, reigns in my heart. The king that we serve, the king of the universe, which we celebrate today, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, unlike any other king, rules in the quiet recesses of our souls. No other king, no other queen, no other earthly ruler, no matter how or why they got to office, could possibly ever reign in my heart. And this is the most important thing we must understand as Christians. It's the one thing, is that Jesus Christ is the ruler of our lives. And when we live in accord with his rule in our hearts, we are free, we are at peace. We are able to know what is good, beautiful, and true. And then, and only then, can we change the world that is around us. Each one of us is called through our baptism to live a life in which Jesus Christ is the goal of our life. Jesus Christ is the one who helps us in our decisions, small and big, to live a life in accord with Him. To live a life in accord with His teachings, with His church, with His word in Scripture. This is the king of the universe, and he dwells in our hearts. Now, understandably, we are humans, and we live in a pluralistic and diverse community. We don't live in Christendom. We don't live in a religious state. But here's the thing, is that our rule of Jesus in our heart, the rule, the love, the mercy that God has on us in our heart should never take second fiddle to our politics. Whether we're Republican, Democrat, Independent, it doesn't matter. That is not a constitutive part of your salvation. But how Jesus informs every single part of your life is. If we love more, if we have more mercy, if we are more trusting, if we seek the good, the beautiful, and the true more, how much better would this world be? Think of it this way. If we spent as much time as we did reading stories on Facebook or Twitter or watching MSNBC or Fox News or CNN, if we spent as much time doing that as we did trying to be a good and faithful disciple of Jesus Christ, this world would be an exponentially better place than it is. And yet, we get caught up in the all-too-human trappings of following after the shiny object, following after the fleeting, the thing that is immediate, the thing that is now, whereas Jesus says, I want to reign in your heart. I want to give you peace, but it's only the peace that I can give you. Perhaps an even more practical example is in the coming days, many of us, maybe most of us, will sit at dinner tables with people who have very different 
lives, very different understandings about politics and you name it. And I imagine there will be a good row here and there. But think of it this way. If we actually use that time to talk about what unites us in our King and our Lord and Savior and how we can best serve one another and love one another, this would be a better place, a better earth. The stakes are clear and they're laid out before us. We can put our trust in politicians. We can put our trust in people and in things and in institutions, and that's great. Or we can put our trust fully into Jesus Christ. We can change institutions, we can change our companies, we can change our families by sheer force of will, or we can walk with Christ and change them with Him, the King of the universe. In civics, as he, probably in first or second grade, we learn that one of the mottos of this country is united we stand, divided we fall. And we've recognized in the last two weeks, unless you haven't been paying attention at all, that there is great division in our country. But in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom where Jesus Christ reigns, there is unity and difference. We have differences that actually unite us more fully. And it is in this unity, and it is in this love and merciful respect that we have for our differences that helps to build up a better world. We can go about our lives, business as usual, following after the, the political winds as we wish. Or we can be good monarchists, Christian monarchists. Let Jesus reign in our hearts. Have Jesus as the goal of our lives and as the companion in all of our decisions, big and small, in all of our journeys. And we can change the lives of those around us, those in our family, those in our friends, through the King who reigns from the cross. In the Gospel today, those who sow division are not forgiven, but the one who recognizes his brokenness, his need for Jesus, his desire to be in his kingdom, is promised paradise. May each one of us have the strength, the courage, and the conviction to walk up, to reign with Jesus from his throne, to bear our cross, and to build up the kingdom of God here and now in our hearts and in our families.